Hello and welcome into another episode on the Labuba Pastors Blog. I'm Masuba Jonathan. Today's broadcast is a rebroadcast from my series on the book of Proverbs. This lesson was first given in October of 2021. The title of the lesson is The Exaltation of a Nation, and we're going to begin by reading from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, which says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. When you study human history, you find a lot of depressing details about our behavior. There have always been wars where people killed each other. There have always been there has always been infanticide where people murdered children they didn't want or prevented those they had been conce- prevented those that had been conceived from being born. There has always been oppression of the weak by those who were stronger. There has always been injustice. There has always been theft and rape. Those details are difficult to examine. They're saddening. But they testify to us about the corruption in our nature. There is another trend that is quite interesting to observe from world history. That is the trend of a correlation between the level of morality and economic enjoyment people experience in their country. Now, this does not mean that there has ever been a perfect nation. Israel was supposed to be that to demonstrate who Jehovah was to the rest of the world. And the Jews' history is a long testimony of failure to live up to God's standard of morality. But it is from the law given to the Jews that we find this principle so clearly stated. In Deuteronomy 28, from verse 1 to 6, we read, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The closer a people comes to living in God's standard of morality, the greater their lives will be blessed. God even made a promise that there would not be a single poor person in Israel if everyone was careful to obey his commands. But he also gave warnings that if they departed from his word, curses would follow. In Deuteronomy 28, from verse 16 to 18, we read, Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the field. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock. Nations experience blessing according to their righteousness, and they experience reproach according to their wickedness. As I said before, there has never been a righteous nation, but there are certainly times where a nation is more righteous than others. Those nations prosper while their standard of integrity remains high, but crumble as they get farther away from God and acknowledging God. 
Doesn't history testify about this? If we even just look at Israel again, we see when there was a righteous judge or king and the people did what was right, then the people prospered and the borders of their territories were enlarged. But as the trend of disobedience increased, Israel shrunk in size, in territory, and population. I was just speaking with a young man yesterday evening who was lamenting to me that he is losing his job because Uganda Revenue Authority is now requiring all employees to have a registered national ID at his company. This wouldn't be a problem, except that each district he has gone to register has demanded bribes for the stamps he must collect from the various officials in order to get his national ID. He went to one district where he was told they process people quickly, only to be demanded for 150000 by the person who is in charge. Then after raising that 150000 that official didn't actually even process his work. He just took the money. So the young man returned to his home district, but is now stuck waiting for the diesel there to stamp his paperwork. The diesel told, told him he cannot get it unless he gives him 50000 When the head of security in your district demands a bribe from you, who can you appeal to? The young man has already spent most of what he had saved and is just trying to keep his job. Ironically, it is the government who contradicts itself and who injures itself. URA's policy will cause them to lose a tax-paying citizen because government officials won't do their job without demanding special fees. Do you see the parallel in this proverb and what God is explaining? Sin cripples us. We can't grow beyond a certain point because we are limited by our corruption. We train everyone to be corrupt because that's the only way to get ahead in a world full of corruption. What is our only hope? For people to be reborn through God's Spirit. It's only through receiving Christ's heart that we will see people change and then systems change. With transformation of people comes transformation of systems. But remember, friends, our hope is not in this world. The Bible predicts that people will become more and more evil as our Lord's return approaches. So when people ask, how do we fix these problems? Do we need more money, better education, more health care, or better infrastructure? Christians should be ready with the right answer, which is that we all need the righteousness of God, which can only be received as a gift through faith in Jesus Christ. God bless you all.